Hello, everybody. Welcome to Brokerage Insider. This is Eric Stegeman, the CEO of Tribus, and I'm your host. Brokerage Insider is a podcast where we meet with some of the leaders in real estate and technology. And today, I am very honored to be joined by one of the top agents I know, particularly online, but also from the aspect of being a fellow St. Louis person or St. Louisian. Uh, and that is Joseph Magsaysay. Now, Joseph is the VP of Business Development for Better Homes and Gardens Preferred Properties in and around the St. Louis area, but he's also a team leader of one of the fastest growing teams in the United States called the Impact Team, which we'll ask him more about in just a few seconds. So first of all, Joseph, thanks so much for joining me here today. It is always my pleasure, my friend, Eric. It's always my pleasure to, uh, uh, to be uh, what do you call it, to be your guest and uh, to be connected and associated with, associated with you, of course. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Um, Joseph, why don't you talk a little bit about uh, you being an agent, the impact team, what's your goals, and maybe a little bit of your history of how you got to become an agent? Yeah, so, okay, let, let's, let's talk about the history first. So, you know, I arrived here in America year 2007, and uh, I, I was born and raised in the Philippines. And when, when I was in the Philippines, I used to be a banker. You know, I worked for J.P. Morgan Chase Bank. You know, I uh, did consumer lending and uh, investment banking. However, we, uh, my family moved here to, uh, to America and in Southeast Missouri from the Philippines straight to Southeast Missouri. And uh, that's how, that's how it was when everything happened and uh, the back then, it, it's so hard, by the way, to land a job in that part of, of, of the country, you know, Southeast Missouri. So I just decided to put matters in my own hands and become an entrepreneur. And uh, it's funny because when I decided to become a realtor, you know, my own family doubted me. My own family told me that I was not going to be successful, that there's no way for someone like me to be successful in, in such a small town where, you know, I, I'm the, I was the only Filipino realtor in uh, Cape Girardeau. I was the only Asian realtor in Cape Girardeau back then. And uh, I was blessed enough that in my first year in the business, I was able to help 35 families buy and sell homes. And 29 out of those 35 families were bartenders and servers because that was my strategy my first six months in the business to go to all of the top restaurants in town but I went to the exact same restaurants for six months and I never ate at home I dined out every day for the first six months so your 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 marketing strategy when you started was eat out at restaurants right absolutely every single day the exact same Starbucks the exact same restaurant for lunch the exact same restaurant for dinner (laughs) <laughs> so we'll come back more to that and how that plays into your strategy, your marketing strategy today in just a second. But so you're, you're out there, you're selling, you know, 30 homes uh, in your first year in the business, which for those of you that aren't, haven't actively sold, if you're in the technology side, 30 homes in your first year of selling real estate, man, that, that is killer. So uh, your entire strategy is to go and talk to bartenders and, and waiters and waitresses, et cetera, and convince them of the dream of home ownership. How did that build upon it? Were you able to generate other referrals when you got the first person their home? 
Yes, well, 100%. So every time I enter a restaurant, and, and, here's, and here's the thing, because uh, people always call me, always say, Joseph, you are such a go-getter. And I stop them immediately. I said, whoa, 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 slow down. I'm not a go-getter, but I'm a go-giver. Allow me to help you in your business or whatever is that you need. And if you think that I'm worthy receiving your business, if you think that you trust me already, I would love to help you buy and sell home. So whenever I enter a restaurant, you know, I, I, I just love talking to people. I love, love talking to people. And of course, I have a way for, um, for anyone that I say hello to, to ask me how was my day, because I'm always going to ask, so how's your day? And said, oh, well, uh, it's been a busy day here in the restaurant. How about you, Joseph? Well, I showed, not sold, I showed between 10 to 15 homes, I think. Oh my God, so you're a realtor. Yes, I am. I'm sure you know someone who wants to buy or sell a house. I'm willing to show another 10 more. And, and so this strategy got more and started building upon it and turned Joseph into where he's at today. And speaking of that, it wasn't just, uh, it wasn't just bartenders and, and uh, waiters and waitresses that you were talking to. Joseph, I happen to know from following your social media profiles, um, you happen to encounter a lot of police officers uh, <laughs> and, 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 and in a way that might be different than what most of our listeners are thinking about. So tell us a little bit about that. Oh, part. wow. Thank you for, oh my God. Thank you for bringing that up. So let's just say two years ago, I got pulled over a minimum of eight times and, <laughs> uh, and seven out of eight were all warning tickets only. And I always, you know, get a selfie with them. You know, because they always ask, why are you such in a hurry? What do you do? <laughs> Instead, well, I help families achieve their American dreams of home ownership. I'm on my way to my closing. I don't want this pullover to be the reason why I'm missing that closing. My clients love me. Now, so uh, I want you to reiterate that one time. How many times did you get pulled over and how many tickets did you actually get? eight times and I only got one ticket. Seven of them were all warning. <laughs> so as you can imagine, Joseph is a very good negotiator. So for those of you <laughs> looking to buy or sell, not only is he, he a great people person, but he's obviously a very good negotiator as well. Uh, and so I jest and poke at it a little bit because I constantly see, and this is where I wanna get into a little bit next, Joseph, is that Joseph uses every one of these interactions, every one of these opportunities to share with his network that this interaction happened. So Joseph, why don't you talk a little bit about that, about how you use these um, to share online as a, as a marketing tool? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I always believe when people ask me, okay, well, well, number one, people ask me, Joseph, what is your number one technology in real estate, right? And my answer to them is my mouth. I open it and talk to them. And, 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 and number two, when people ask me, Joseph, what is your secret in real estate? And I said, there are no secrets in real estate. However, I, this is what I can tell you. You master these two things and you're going to be set for life, whatever business you're in. And that is relationships and marketing. However, these two needs to be married together because you may be good at building relationships, but you are a secret agent. It's not going to work or you're so good at marketing, pushing yourself out there, but you have 
a bad character and people don't want to work with you. And I always, always, I always believed in being in the moment and I'm tying this to social media. If I, if, if there's something special that happened today, I'm not going to wait for tomorrow. I'm not going to wait for this evening to post it because this important thing happened right now. I'm going to make sure that I let the world know about it. So I'm like a reporter and, um, uh, you know, sharing, sharing my life. Because when you go to my social media, okay, it's all about food, travels, Gino, and real estate. Those four. <laughs> food, travel, Gino, and real estate. And people can relate to that. People will see, Joseph, it's not, it's not only about real estate. Joseph is a foodie realtor. Joseph is a father. Joseph's, Joseph's relationship with Gino, who, by the way, has his own hashtag, Gino knows. And when people see me now, they call me Gino's dad. <laughs> well, we'll get into Gino in just a second, because I definitely want to ask you some questions about, about uh, your son and, and his involvement. But yeah. uh, going back to kind of how you manage this marketing process online, you know, I, it seems from an outsider's perspective that your sharing strategy and what you use to market yourself has shifted from those early days of where you uh, were really speaking with bartenders and waiters and waitresses, et cetera. And now it seems like you're still, um, and, and particularly pre-pandemic, but at least for the past few years, it seems like you're going out almost every day, if not every day, and you have dinner with someone new. And you're using that as not only a networking opportunity, but obviously a marketing opportunity as well. So why don't you talk a little bit about that strategy and, and this process where you're always out to dinner with somebody. Yes, uh, it's, it's, I mean, that, that's, that's a very, uh, I mean, people always ask me if I had, if I had read the book, uh, Never Eat Alone, and honestly, I have not yet. And uh, people always say, Joseph, this is the exact same model, you're already doing it, right? But, you know, I, my goal every day is to meet 20 new people, okay? 20 new people every day. And when my business partners, I don't call my agents, agents or associates, call them business partners. But my business partners tells me, oh my God, Joseph, that's too hard to do. 20 people. I said, I go to Starbucks and I already, that's already five people minimum, new people. I'm going to smile at the person behind me. I'm going to pay for their drink. I'm going to smile at the person across me, you know, in front of me, you know, it's just making that connection immediately and everything starts with a smile and everything starts with that energy that you possess because everything about this business or whatever business you may be in it's all about the energy that you imbibe or that, that, that you give out there that makes a lot of sense and if you've known joseph at all one of the things you know about Joseph is while he's always sitting there thinking about, you know, opportunities and thinking about, do you know anybody that might be interested in buying or selling? The truth is, is that while he's thinking about that, he is a very genuine person. And I think that is, uh, it, it carries through and it's why people want to help you. And it's why people respond to this marketing is because it's clear you're genuinely in to talking to them and it's not just a marketing ploy. You're, you genuinely care, but it happens to involve some marketing as well, right? Right. right. I mean, authenticity will always be the key. And this is, uh, I, I guess, my first year in the business. I'm not saying that I did this on purpose, but 
you know, on my first year, I was, here's the thing about me. I have a very thick skin. Okay. I will, I will always be loud, proud, and brown. I don't care what other people say. Um, I always celebrate my mile, celebrated my milestone and my success in my first year because I, because since I was doing the business, I needed to make sure that the general public knew that I was helping families. I needed to make sure that the general public knew that I was a realtor. So I basically, um, almost did like the 10 X thing, like Grant Cardone. I, I was like pounding social media. I was very visible wherever you go, you will see my face. Right. However, the good thing about that, people who were annoyed about that, that's fine. But people who were not annoyed by that became my raving fans on my second year that I did not have to do that again on my second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth year, because everything happened organically. If you see my marketing on my first year, I'm not saying that on my second year and third year, it became subtle. No, I just improved it. You know, now it became business to business. On my first year, it was me talking to bartenders. On my second year, it's me talking to the restaurant owners. How can I help you? I want to feature you every time I dine in here. What is new? I, I, I love doing Facebook Live and showing the general public that I'm at my favorite restaurant. And guess what? They have fish heads tonight. They have <laughs> pork belly tonight. All my favorites. So people always follow where I go. So it's mutually beneficial, you know, for, for the restaurant owner, me giving them, you know, a, a lot of publicity, even though they're already well known. But you've seen how I ordered food. I mean, it's like the end of the world. It's like, <laughs> it's like the last supper. And that would be the perfect plug or promotion for, uh, for this particular restaurant. So I switched to business to business as well. And he executes this very well. So if you, if you are interested in this model, um, you know, definitely follow Joseph online. Uh, but I want to jump in and talk a little bit about your team and the management of that team now. So as Joseph mentioned, he has a, a, a team that he, he has called the Impact Team International. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the structure of that team? What do you look for in agents and how do you make sure that they're successful? Well, let me start with this. Uh, one of the reasons why I formed the team was on my second year in the business, I was, at, um, I was attending an NAR conference. I became involved immediately you know, in the local, state, and national level, my second year in the business, and, uh, you know, also YPN nationwide. And there was one time I was, I think I was in San Francisco or DC. I had 20 listings. This was in Cape Girardeau. 20 listings and 20 buyers. And my phone was ringing nonstop. I almost cried. You know, I turned off my phone and I told myself, you know what, Joseph? You're no longer Superman. Superman is a myth. Okay, gone are the days when you always tell yourself, Joseph, the buyers love you. You're the only one who can show houses. You know, I realized that immediately. You know, part, part of um, um, that I'm grateful for for this business, okay, is my uh, master's degree. You know, I had, a master's I had a master's degree in failure. I failed a lot failed forward, failed fast. And going back to being Superman, you know, I, I had this disease, you know, ego, you know, just like our friend, Nick Dreyer. He, 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 he was one of the people who mentioned that as well, that his disease is ego, was ego. 
you know, I was able to figure that out, remove ego, through ego out of the window and form a team, you know? So, so I, I learned the art of leverage immediately in my second year. And that's one of the reasons why I formed a team. However, like what I mentioned earlier about my failures back then, you know, when, uh, when I was with Keller Williams, it's all about, you know what? I just need agent count, agent count, agent count, agent count, agent count. I did not care. You know, I just needed, I did not care about the quality. I was more focused about the quantity. Right. And that was one of my biggest mistakes in, um, in the business because um, I did not make sure that the agents that I was attracting were like-minded agents, agents who sees the vision. And that is the most important thing when you're partnering with someone. They need to see your vision. And when they understand and believe and have faith in your vision, then their vision will integrate to my vision. And now together, we'll have a bigger goal, a bigger vision. And that's what I have, that's what I was able to accomplish um, with the Impact Team International with Better Homes and Gardens right now. And I love firing myself, by the way. I fired myself as an admin, as a marketer, as a graphic designer, as a buyer's agent, as a team leader. You know, now I have a vice president. I have a team leader. I'm focused as a CEO of, um, of my own team um, because so, so that I could also focus on being the vice president of the company. And, and I talk a lot about how important it is. Uh, and our mutual friend, Brandon Doyle, uh, actually wrote a book, uh, uh, the first one called Mindset, Methods, and Metrics. And one of the uh -huh. things that I said about that book is it really helps you start thinking uh, and working on your business instead of in your business as an agent. And, uh, and I think Joseph's philosophy and how he changed his model is really important because now he has more time to focus on his team and building that team rather than necessarily selling every single day, all day, which as we all know, there's only so much of Joseph's time and, and we'll get to a little bit of the family time and, and finding that line here in just a second. But, um, you know, Joseph, what do you look for? What's the thing that if, if an agent says, hey, Joseph, I, I, uh, I might be interested in joining your team. What are the things that you look for in that person, whether it's personality or numbers or whatever, what are the things that you look for uh, in that person that, thinks, that makes you think, yes, this person will be successful? I'm looking for that fire in their bellies, okay? Every time I interview someone and they, whenever I hear something, if they say, one of the reasons why I became a realtor because I control my time, and you know it's like oops wrong yeah. person you know you you, you want to do this as a hobby you know um there's nothing wrong with that but in my in my model it, it we're, we're not going to be a perfect fit i want someone who has an insatiable appetite for success that's the bottom line that fire in their belly when you when they tell me Joseph, this is, this is the number of families that I want to help. Uh, this is where I want to be in the next two years. I want to learn from you. I want to learn from the training um, from Better Homes and Gardens. Absolutely. Then I, I love helping someone who loves to help themselves. That's just the bottom line there. 
Great. Well, now uh, let's change it a little bit because the, the average person that listens to our podcast for the most part is broker owners, staff, et cetera, uh, people. So I would love your take on either A, what was it that made you select Better Homes and Gardens to work at? Or B, if, if you had an ideal brokerage that was out there, what are the things that that brokerage could offer you that is what you need to make both you and your team successful? Well, here's here's the thing. This is this is a very. I'm not saying it's going to be a that your question is might could be controversial, but the controversial part might be on how how I answer that. Right. So let's talk about let's talk about better homes and gardens first. There's only one better homes and gardens office in in St. Louis, and I love challenges. You know, um, I, I I've known Sherry Chris for uh, for a couple of years now and i know that you know she is one of the most influential or powerful women in real estate if not the most powerful woman in real estate and that meant a lot to me and you know obviously under realogy you have century 21 era Better Homes and Gardens, Cobalt Banker, Sotheby's, and it's we can argue that Sotheby's and Better Homes and Gardens are the two lifestyle brands, you know, amongst the five that I mentioned. Um, and, and and lifestyle is very very important to me. I've been through several brokerages already, and I'm not talking about this in the nationwide or national aspect. I'm talking about, you know, in in, in the in the local aspect here in St. Louis. There's an opportunity for me to grow um, this company when I was approached. And before I joined, I think they only had 30 plus agents and now we have 50 plus agents. You know, the, the, um, the challenge, I love new challenges. The problem about me, Eric, is that when I reach all of my goals, I get bored. I look for a new challenge. And I love helping an organization grow from ground up. And that's one of the reasons why, why I chose Better Homes and Gardens. And not only that, by the way, um, for the first time in six years, I was able to find a broker who, I mean, my broker is way, way older than me, and I call her mom. And I, for the first time in six years, I appreciated the value of having a broker because there are companies out there that the brokers are more of, an admin role, okay, or just for compliance purposes only. But the experience of a very good broker, someone who has built their business, someone who has grown their franchise is priceless. You know, someone like me, who I'm more of the right brain, I needed someone who's strong on their left brain. So the, the, it was a perfect match between me and my broker preferred properties. Now, um, your other question about what I'm looking for for, 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 uh, for a broker, I don't know if that's, if that's the right question, but this is what, what I, I can tell why, you. Why would you, what are the things that are important to Joseph? As you, as you think about your business, what are the things that, you know, that Better Rooms and Gardens had or that other opportunities have that would make you select one brokerage uh, or the next, you know, because, because they, because preferred properties allowed me to grow, allowed me to be myself. Okay. 
and, and that's one of the most important things. And some, and when I'm attracting agents, when agents are joining my team, especially the, the very talented ones, I want them to be themselves. I want all of my agents to be themselves, you know, as long as they're compliance and everything. And my broker, Laura Davis, allowed me to be myself. She believed, she believed in my business model. You know, um, she's a traditional broker and I have a different, um, I have a dynamic uh, model and she trusted me that I was going to be successful growing my team and that's all I needed someone who supports me who trusts me and who will always have my back 100% got it that support I we you know in studies that we've done here at Tribus we found that um, the number one reason why people join a brokerage is support and number two is often technology. And a lot of brokers sit out there and think it's all about commissions. And if you notice everybody listening right now, not one time did Joseph mention the word commission or what his rate or split or anything like that was. Uh, he's very focused on the concept of making somebody that helped him do better and that he could grow inside of. So keep and, that in mind for your broker. Right. It, 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 and it, it's also, it's also, I mean, at the end of the day, split and caps, you know, only matters in the absence of value. Okay. That's number one. And the perfect analogy with me not mentioning commission or splits is it's just like me when I'm on a top agent panel or, or, or people always ask me, so what's, what's your volume? What's your production? I never answer that. My answer to that always is the number of families that I helped. I don't care about the dollar amount. I don't care about those. All I care about is the number of families that I help because the general public don't care if you sold $1 billion worth of homes. And, and I just want to reiterate, Joseph, one, a line you just said that I think is invaluable that I'm going to plaster everywhere is split and caps only matter in the absence of value. And for a show that's focused on brokers, uh, I don't think there's anything more important that Joseph could say in this entire uh, podcast other than that. And we have one or two more topics here, but uh, definitely write that one down. Split and caps only matter in the absence of, of, of value that you're presenting to them. I think that Joseph is, is such an insightful statement, particularly to brokers that all too often don't talk to agents, particularly outside of their brokerage, very often to get these kinds of takes. So great, great quote there. Um, so, I, you know, one or two more topics here to move on to. First of all, you know, the virus, COVID. So here we are in this time where, you know, somebody who's, uh, whose marketing strategy and business strategy <laughs> was to go to restaurants every night, um, obviously that changes. So. Uh, you know, talk to me a little bit about what you've done. I've noticed you've done uh, a number of meetings that you've had driving up next to people in cars and having power bowls while talking to them. So talk to me a little bit about that strategy as well as, you know, some of the things that I know you're doing for, uh, uh, to help those, you know, that are helping us right now. Eric, first of all, oh my God, you, you are way, way better than paparazzis. You just know everything about me. I, I, I love it. No, so you know me very well. When COVID happened and they shut down St. Louis, I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I can't stand being at home for two hours and let alone, you know, one month, right? But, but, but we're lucky enough here in Missouri that we were considered essential since day one. 
essential from day one of COVID. So we were lucky, we're, we're very grateful for that. We're very blessed. Okay, however, all my restaurants, they're shut down. I, I love doing those. So, you know, I needed, I needed to adapt. You know, part of being an entrepreneur and part of being a successful human being is having the ability to adapt. But at the same time, whenever I hear the new norm, I, 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 I just dismiss that because at the end of the day, okay, I create my own norm. Okay, according to how I adapt to, to what's in front of me. So, you know, being the vice president of my company, uh, I, my job also is to attract agents. And I saw an opportunity. I saw an opportunity immediately as far as talent attraction or recruitment, especially for agents who's only been in the business for between one to two years. Um, it's very easy to attract agents who's been, in the, who's been in the business for one to two years during COVID, especially if they don't have that support from their broker. If they don't have that support from their companies, boom, that's an opportunity for me that I'm going to tell myself, okay, this is my team alone will support this agent who's not getting a support from her or his entire company. There you go, brokers, by the way, listen to that again. Uh, here he talks uh, again about how important that support is. And so if you're not providing that great support, those great people to, to work and help your agents out, you're, uh, you're at risk of losing those agents to going and working with Joseph. Yeah, I mean, I mean when, and when I say support, for example, if you don't have a contingency plan when COVID happened, what kind of a business owner are you, right? Or what kind of a broker are you? Meaning, when, when I, I don't say that in a very disrespect, disrespectful way. I'm saying that in a way that if you are not reassuring your agents that everything's going to be fine, we have plans to, to make sure that you still, you're still effective. We have plans that our brokerage is still effective in helping families. Okay, and that's how I separated. That's where I, our team separated itself because during COVID, we were not focused on sales. We all talked. We had a, uh, an emergency meeting for our team. And I said, look, our team name is the Impact Team International. We impact lives. What, we can, what can we do? Okay, who are the most, um, which industry is the most um, hammered or uh, affected? during COVID, restaurants. I said, well, why don't we take advantage of all the restaurants that I know? I'm friends with majority of the restaurant owners in St. Louis. Being here for, uh, for three years, I was able to do that. So I was very blessed. So I have that relationship. So I called them and said, hey, we want to partner with you and uh, we would love to order, let's say a minimum of 100 meals a week to feed 100 nurses a week. So not only we're helping different restaurants every week, we're also helping different hospitals every week. And our, and, and then people recognize us, like make an impact one plate at a time. So and that, so, so, so if, if, there are some, some agents on my team who said, okay, this is, this is doom and gloom in real estate. I don't know what to do with it. It's so hard to, to market yourself out there about selling homes. I said, no, 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 real estate is more than selling houses, just like what Lee Brown said, okay? Being a realtor, okay, is being involved in your community. 
if you master being the mayor of your community, you being involved, the business will always come. Because you don't have to, you know, uh, to push yourself and say, hey, I'm a realtor. No, pe people will immediately know that you're a realtor. And not only that, they know that you're very involved in the community and helping families. Joseph, have you ever uh, participated in or read uh, Ninja Selling before? No. Your philosophy is so similar in that statement to kind of what Ninja Selling is. I definitely would recommend uh, taking a peek at it. A broker owner from Colorado wrote um, and, and teaches classes called Ninja Selling. And it's all about how you become the trusted advisor uh, in a market. And you don't have to worry about leads or ads or really anything because no one thinks of anybody else to call other than you. So uh, if, you, if you get a few minutes in, in your well. <laughs> time that you have, I definitely recommend, uh, definitely recommend, uh, and not only that, but to all of our listeners too, is to read the book Ninja Selling uh, and maybe even to, to go to a class. But we only have a couple minutes left here, uh, Joseph, and, and I have one big topic I want to ask you about, and that is Gino. So if you follow Joseph at all, online at all, you know Gino knows, hashtag Gino knows. And Gino, uh, his son, jo is Joseph's son. He's in lots of posts and uh, lives a, a fairly good life <laughs> uh, for the photos. Now, what I really want to ask you about uh, with Gino is, you know, how do you manage that work-life balance? Because from your marketing, from what we see online, it seems like you're nonstop 24 seven, 365 for your clients and for your agents and everything like that. So how do you manage that process with having a, a you know, a son who, uh, who obviously you're very close with? Absolutely. So here, here's the thing, Eric, you might, uh, um, I don't know if, if, if this is an unpopular opinion or statement from me, but here's the deal. I don't believe in balance. Okay, I can't even balance a pendulum in a long period of time. However, I do believe in integration. Okay, Gino and real estate integration, real estate and Gino integration. And the perfect example of this one was when Gino was three years old, we went to Target and there was this lady who approached him and said, you are such a cutie pie. And Gino told the lady, by the way, my dad's a realtor. <laughs> And, and the lady said, oh my God, my sister's looking to buy a house. And deep inside me, I was just saying, oh, you're just making small talk. You're hitting on my son. You're just <laughs> saying that, right? And she asked for my business card. Okay. Um, a day later, I received a phone call and this lady said, your son just sold you a home. I'm looking for a realtor. You know, so Gino has been exposed to real estate in real estate you know, ever since I got my license and he was two years old, I brought him with me in my showings, you know, so he's very exposed, especially in Cape Girardeau when it, where I first started, it's very lax over there. You know, sometimes you can, I can bring Gino with me, especially if, um, you know, the, the family are cool with that or whenever, I mean, especially when I already have that established relationship with them. So Gino is very exposed when it comes to real estate. But at the end of the day, I always need, I always make sure that he knows that he is the most important thing to me. Okay. He is the most important and real estate is second. I'm doing real estate because of him. And he knows that very well. Um, so much so that there was a period like three years ago, it's like almost every month, daddy, how many closings do you have? 
if you really love me, I need to see those number of closings. I need to be your motivation. And he was only five years old back then, and he speaks that way. So it's just fascinating how, how, uh, how he understood real estate off the bat. Well, Gino uh, is obviously your big why, uh, right? And you know, why you wake up, why you work as hard as you do, et cetera. And uh, for those of you that uh, haven't seen it, Gino does appear in quite a bit of Joseph's marketing. And Gino lives a pretty darn good life, as I mentioned. Gino has been to uh, wonderful hotels, experienced amazing meals out, uh, and obviously is, uh, is becoming Joseph's marketing assistant uh, for, uh, uh, for getting potential new clients. So I guess that leads the question, Joseph, is Gino a realtor in training? No, Gino is a life in training. He's experienced real life and um, he can be whoever he wants to be when he grows up. But Does he talk I love about becoming a realtor at all? No, he does not. Um, but, but one thing that he talks about all the time is that he, he just like yesterday, I, he, I had him yesterday and he told me, Daddy, you're, uh, you live a busy life, but you make everything happen. It's very, I, I, I was stunned. I didn't even understand that. Daddy, you live a busy life, but you still make everything happen. You know, that's very vague, right? Broad. And um, he, um, he, he told me, he told me that. But uh, uh, what do you call that? If, if there's one advice or an advice that I can tell other agents out there that, um, that I almost committed a big mistake was a part of my real estate career. I think first three years, I, I, I have a very insatiable appetite for success that I got addicted to success and that I almost forgot about, forgot about Gino. But the beauty about life is that you can always, you know, um, improve yourself and change it for the better, change yourself for the better, change your business model for the better. That's something I tell uh, everyone all the time is every day is a new chance at, uh, at being better. And, and if you think about it, you know, it's that, that kind of old saying of if you could be 1% better every day, imagine how good you can be in a year from now, right? So, uh, um, you know, I, I, I think from an outsider's perspective, it sure looks like Gino uh, enjoys his time with dad and uh, um, gets to, to experience that. And, and what, a, what a, a great little man and, and experience level he's going to have uh, as he gets older, so can, can can I share with you something real quick? Because I just I just moved to Clayton, okay, and um, Gino calls my place the Bat Cave, and <laughs> the first time he saw my Bat Cave, of course, again, you know, from from being downtown to Central West End and Clayton, which you are very familiar with, by the way, and then he is in Cave Girardeau majority of the time, so when he saw Clayton and said, "Ooh, this is this is." really, really nice. And he pulled out his phone immediately, went to Google and said, Daddy, the school district here is awesome. <laughs> He's like pulling up the school district immediately. So 
and and that is uh, that's why I asked you if he was a a, a realtor in training. Training, <laughs> right? Who knows? I would love him to be to be a realtor because he has that he has that personality. But I will only allow him to be a realtor if his business model is based in relationships. That's that's the only way. I don't want him to be counting dollars because I scolded him one time. He kept on asking me on you know. He's asking for my commissions, like how much you're going to be making. I said, nope, I'm not answering that. That's, that's irrelevant, you know. It's always about the number of families that I'll be helping this month that we're closing. And he got that immediately. I said, if, if, if you want to be a realtor in the future and then all, all you think about is the commission, then you'll, you'll be in the wrong business. Yep. Because the, the money will come, whether you like it or not. If you do things the right way, the money will always be there. Great advice for the brand new realtor to, uh, to keep in mind there, Joseph. All right, one last question for you, uh, and then we're out of time. And I ask this question of all of my guests, and that is, if you could change one thing about the real estate industry, what would it be? No more bashing. No more bashing from one company to another. You know, it's, I, I get tired of seeing, every time I go to different real estate Facebook groups, they always say that this company is way, way better than this company and that you're number one and you're only number two and this company is going down the drain and things like that. No, there's no need for that. There's no need for that because at the end of the day, okay, it's all about having the perfect fit. No one saw me being with Better Homes and Gardens because of my crazy ideas because Better Homes and Gardens is still considered to be a traditional brokerage, right? But at the end of the day, you run your own business. Okay, it doesn't necessarily mean that you are with this one company and that you're, you're the best or you're with this other company and they don't have the technology or you're with, um, uh, with a transaction-based company, 100% model that you cannot be successful. I'll tell you what, the 100% model, they are, th they are thriving right now. You, do, you, give, you, you plug in the perfect technology for this kind of model and you put a cap on that 100% model, transaction-based, oof, I, I think this is the model of the future. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, Joseph, thank you very much for joining us. Again, Joseph is the Vice President of Business Development uh, for Better Homes and Gardens Preferred Properties, as well as the leader and CEO of the Impact Team International. Thanks again for joining us, Joseph. And you've been listening to Brokerage Insider, the podcast where we bring in the leaders in real estate and technology. Please make sure to subscribe using your favorite podcast player for this interview and future interviews. 